0: of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studios, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they really love, and create actual amazing relationships. Yep, mental health, you got it. Money, you got it. Career, you got it. Jobs, we talk about it. We're going to mess with every area of your life if at all possible jade washall ramsey personality is my co-host today the phone number is triple eight eight two five five two two five samuel in seattle starts this hour hi samuel how are you
1: hey dave i'm doing well how are you
0: better than i deserve what's up in your world
1: um i'm calling in to ask for some advice about um lately me and my wife have been talking about buying some property um and we just we think it's the right time to do it. We just don't know. Uh, we're kind of nervous about making a purchase that big. Um, so I want to know what you thought about, um, making a purchase for land or maybe even a house on a piece of land. It's, um,
0: kind of in our price range. Mm-hmm. So, um, are you out of debt?
1: Um, so we only have one piece of debt and it's a fifth wheel that we're currently living in right now. Um, We do travel for work, so that is our residence,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, and we owe about $46,000 on that.
0: Okay. Job ones, get that clear before you buy. You need to be debt-free. Even if you're living in it, it's going down in value, and so it is consumer debt. Okay. and Especially if you're living in it, it's going down in value. It's consumer debt. And so, yeah, you need to get rid of that. Uh, What's your household income?
1: Um, right now, it's about 100000
0: Good for you. Okay. And that's your only debt? No student loans, no nothing else? Correct. Very good. Okay, cool. Well, you can knock that out pretty quick then because you guys live pretty frugal. You're traveling. What do you do for a living?
1: Uh, we're travel nurses. Wow.
0: Why are you making only hundred?
1: Um. So right now, I am off. Uh, my wife, we just had a baby eight months ago, oh, and my wife oh, okay. just went back to work. No, so I would have thought, I was thinking
0: 200. Yeah, parents. okay, um, makes more sense. One of you is working. Okay.
3: So, in, yeah, uh, usually you're making around 200, right? Yes. Yeah. Is okay. she going to go back to work, or is or is this the plan? Is she staying home with the kid?
1: Um. So, the plan is to have her stay at home with the kid and then me work full time. So, the income will stay about the same mm-hmm. unless. Um, we're able to be around family where we can both take a contract somewhere, then that could boost our income for a short time. Um, but otherwise, the plan is for her to stay at home.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so tell me about this land. Are you are you going to change everything with the baby then and go live in this house and get rid of the fifth wheel?
1: No, so the, the plan is to buy a piece of land um, and then build like an RV site on it so that way we have somewhere to go back to. Um, whenever we're traveling, we take a break. We go back to that piece of land, and we're paying on something that's actually going to be ours. And then you. eventually, in the future, one so get you that just land, put hookups, you put hookups out, out there,
0: and as a temporary measure, and and as long as you decide to live on the road, and baby's living with you, and the wife's living with you in the fifth wheel, and here we go. Yes. Okay. All right. I got that's it. That's
3: cool. Is it? Are you trying to do enough land to where more than one person could hook up,
0: or yeah, is it just for um, you
1: guys? we're looking at like a minimum of three acres, but uh, any amount of land, as long as it's the right price yeah. um, is going to be fine with us. You know, eventually, you know, we could maybe add on to that more RV sites and help other people to do mm-hmm. the same thing that we do and maybe make a little money off of that as
0: well.
3: That's cool. right. what's something like that cost. I, I don't depends know that on where world. you are.
0: Yeah. There's a hundred percent of location, location and location establishes price. So, um, yeah, I, uh, uh Okay. I'm going to treat this like I anything else. It's just a matter of we're not going to buy a house. We're not going to buy land to do this deal until we're debt-free, have an emergency fund, and have a good down payment. And then you're going to put the land okay. on a 15-year fixed where you pay off, pay it off uh, as soon as possible where the payment's no more than a fourth of your take-home pay uh, and save up the cash to do the improvements, to do the hookups. Okay. After you, after you get on the land, okay? Uh, and you, can, you guys can do every bit of this because you're still square in the middle of the travel adventure. Mm-hmm. And Mm -hmm. as that adventure winds down and we want more permanent roots, that's what you're seeing out there in the future a few years probably, um, then, you know, by then you will be easily into this land to have the hookups done. We start talking about drawing house plans, you know, if you wanted to, and, and, you know, sell the old used fifth wheel that we used to use back when we were travel nurses and so on, you know. And so you're going to, you're going to, you know, that's probably your five, ten year reality.
3: That's kind of why I was wondering if he saw it as a piece of land that other RVs would also be using or was it just for them because if it's just for them i can see them converting it into land for a home yeah but if it's more of like this business model where do you see what i'm saying
0: i would lean personally i would tell you not to do rvs in your own backyard i mean (laughs) i just tell you just if you're gonna have three acres that's not enough room uh yeah
3: Yeah, personally i'm
0: just gonna say i mean you're raising a family you've been so uh utilitarian you know, we're living on the road. You've been doing it for money and there's nothing wrong with that, but there's going to, you're going to reach a point that your quality of life is what you're after next. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to do an RV park later, I'm going to do that as a separate venture after I've got my home settled. Mm-hmm. That's and great. that's a separate thing. And instead of just plugging in people right next door to me, I, I think by then that uh, there's good, you're going to reach a point. The fund's going to wear off of that. Yeah. Uh, well, if, when the know.
3: baby gets older and maybe school age.
0: Yeah. I mean, when your kids are in college, you don't want, you're not, you don't want, you're not gonna be living in a fifth wheel and you're not gonna be living with a fifth wheel with people living next door in a fifth wheel. For sure. It's just, I mean, unless you're very unusual, that would be highly unlikely. (laughs) So, um, just, just so kind of think about it out there in the future. A good rule of thumb, by the way, for everybody is the further into the future, your plan works, the better the plan is. That's good. Yeah, You know, and unless you just say it's a temporary thing, I'm doing this for a year mm-hmm. like I know guys and gals that um, you know after the uh, Iraqi war there's mm-hmm. a lot of people did contract work in the sandbox and they'd go over there and make like serious money four or five times what they could have made yeah. back in the states doing whatever kind of work whether it was military or military related or yeah. construction or whatever it was but to, to get workers they were paying and they'd say okay I'm gonna take a year I'm gonna go make bank and then I'm gonna come back home yeah And that's, but it's, but they weren't saying, I'm going to go work in a sandbox for 40 years.
3: Well, that's an important, that's an important point. You've got to be somebody who's looking ahead. Otherwise, those transitions that naturally occur in life can sneak up on you and you feel like you're not ready. Um, Sam and I, for years, we traveled internationally 35, 40 weeks out of the year. And, even though we were truly, truly enjoying that in the moment, I had to look around the corner. Both of us didn't go, okay, like, what's this going to look like if we have kids? Yeah, yeah. And you got to be planning, okay, what's what's that pivot look like to get out of that and to get into something else? And just knowing that life has seasons and yeah. careers have seasons even. And that
0: helps you with your financial decisions. because real estate is a very permanent decision. Yes. It, it's not permanent, but it is a very permanent yes. decision. It's harder to jump in and out of a piece of real estate than it is a car or a fifth wheel. Right. You know, so... Very, very good stuff. Well done. Good job, Samuel. Congratulations on the baby. Everything's going good. you got a good plan, man. Thanks for calling in. This is the Ramsey Show. Most break-ins happen when your home is the most vulnerable, in the middle of the day when no one is home. So I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. They're the best at what they do, protecting your whole home. Their award-winning system is backed by 24/7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, half the cost of traditional home security. And my listeners get 20% off their system when they sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring at simplysafedirect.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Jade Washall Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. The Ramsey Show question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Neighborly is the place to find reliable help for your home from trusted, locally-owned businesses like Glass Doctor, Mr. Handyman, and Shelf Genie. Great folks over at Neighborly, visit Neighborly.com today and find home experts that are available to you.
3: All right. Today's question comes from Christine in Virginia. She says, what is the difference between a bear market and a bull market? And why are they called bull and bear? I don't know how to take these into consideration when I'm investing. That's a really good question. And I feel like you hear that a lot. Um, It's basically the terms to talk about when the market is up versus when it's down. Right. It's like the 20 percent swing between it being up and things looking great and everybody's like optimistic and happy and it being down, which it had been better part of 2022 and even into 2021, I believe. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, oh, no, we're all dying. Ah!" And it's a bear market, which, you know, I've always I don't know if I'm right about this, but I've always just thought, okay, it's a bear market. Everything's asleep. Like it's hibernating because exactly. stuff's hibernating. Well, I read a, I read something that said that it's based on the two animals are based on how they attack you. So a bull like bores you with his horns up,
0: mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And
3: a bear slashes you and goes down. Oh, I, I've, uh, I don't know. I, I, I've
0: never heard that.
3: I had never heard that either. That's why I shared a little bit. About I, it.
0: I was more with the run, you know, bull in a china shop. Yeah. Is, you know, run crazy. Yeah. And charge. Right. And uh, the bear is hibernate. Yeah, it's hibernating. Yeah. more cold. You yeah. Know. So a bear, a bear is an extended down market. A bull is an extended up market. That's right. That's what it amounts to.
3: And it shouldn't change. If you're in baby step four, it shouldn't change anything about the way that you're investing um you invest when the market's down and you invest when the market is up and that's just part of it and over time it balances itself out and you know
0: that's called dollar cost averaging yes when the market's down the shares are on sale like so when the oh god the stock market's down mm-hmm. when people say that i go oh great the stock market's down they're on sale yeah and so it's like Get, get it, you know, get, you know, flash sale on Friday. They're down, <laughs> you know, jump in, get get while the getting's good. That's right. And when they're up, it means that all those shares you bought are doing really good. So there's always something to be happy about if you think of their proper perspective. The mm-hmm. only reason you freak out when the market's down is if you think it's going to stay down forever. Mm. Which there's no historical data. I mean, historical. There is some hysterical, but there's no <laughs> historical data that indicates that. There's lots of hysterical data that indicates that. But so.
3: Let's talk about, I have an angle that I want to discuss this. All right. So let's say you are, you want a dollar cost average, which is you're just putting that same amount, you know, month after month or whatever. Mm -hmm. If you are a person with irregular income, Mm -hmm. what's the best way to automate that? Like we talked about, we've talked about before, just like automating these smart habits. Mm -hmm. What's the best way to automate that if you're not sure exactly what your income is going to be?
0: Well, I mean, you'd have to automate an amount that you are sure about mm-hmm. because otherwise you got to change it every time.
3: But then at the end of the year,
0: you'd have to do a make good. Yeah. You mm-hmm. got to do a make good a couple times a year yeah. and look up and go, oh, I got to play a little catch up. And so those I'm are the aut- times. Words, if I'm going to put in, if, if I think I'm going to put in $20,000 mm-hmm. and, but my income is very volatile, mm-hmm. I might automate 10,000 of it or 15,000 of it and then do the make good on the other five.
3: And that's when this has got to not shake you. You've got to not go, oh, the market's not, is down. I'm not going to put in this.
0: Yeah. You got to keep going. You got to, you got to stick with a constant, consistent investment plan. 100% all the research, all Mm -hmm. the data of the people that jump in and jump out. They don't keep up with the constant people. That's right. You can jump in, jump out, jump in, jump out. Some Because you're using way too much emotion 100% of the time when mm-hmm. you jump in and jump out. That's right. And you're not using good data and you're not doing good long-term thinking. You're using freak out as your investment advisor. Mm-hmm. And don't use freak out. Freak out's a bad investment advisor.
3: Well, that's one of the reasons that it's good to have an investment advisor to help exactly. you not be the freak out.
0: Exactly. So you don't fall for that. Mm-hmm. The dollar cost averaging is simply... If, if the the shares that you're buying in a mutual fund are down because mm-hmm. the market's down, then $1,000 that month or $100 or $200 that month, whatever it is, buys more shares. That's when right. When they're down. It buys fewer shares when the shares are up and the market's doing well, but the shares that you already own are worth more.
3: Mm-hmm. So, it's like a sale.
0: So you end up with, you know, the, you end up with the benefit of having ridden the roller coaster. That's right. You got the thrill and you're perfectly safe. everything's okay so it's all good good. no one gets hurt on a roller coaster except uh those that get uh those that jump off in the middle that's That's all that is so jade washall ramsey personality is my co-host today thank you for joining us america cole is in salt lake city hey cole welcome to the ramsey show
4: thank you so much thanks for taking my call sure how can i help well I'm uh, in an odd spot. I have $55,000 of student debt from a previous career, and I'm in a new career, and I'm finally at a point where I can start paying it back, but I don't know if I should pay it back really quick or I should sort of spread it out and also
0: try to save up. Why do you want to stay in pain? Why would you spread out pain and just stay in pain forever Why not get rid of it? Um,
4: My thought is I
0: have previously
4: gone through uh, a uh, injury that cost a lot of money that I didn't have at the time and that sunk me some and that I've been I'm finally out of but that I didn't get out from under for a while.
3: Okay so you want to make sure that I think I hear what you're saying you're like do I focus all of my money on this student loan or do I you know, try to keep some aside for savings and make sure that you don't hit a rough patch again. Am I understanding that correctly?
4: Yes. Sorry, I didn't say that well. That's yeah, okay.
3: That's so, the way that we do this is we want to make sure that we're like focusing our intensity as powerfully as possible in one area so that we can get through it quickly, right? So, to answer your first question, yes, I think that you should pay off these student loans as quickly as possible. And the way to do that, is to make sure that you're focusing all of your income effort towards that debt. Does that make sense?
4: That makes total sense. What so, do you make? Uh, I'm going to be making 32000 a year as a graduate student.
3: That feels low for me.
4: Uh, it's, I got a very good uh offer i know let me say this i know other graduate students in my field that are making substantially less than that so you're
0: you're 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 studying to get a what a phd in geochemistry okay all right so this is a a fellowship program okay all right cool and how much student loan debt do you have i have fifty five thousand. okay and and this pays this having this gig obviously pays for your phd Yes, yeah, the Ph.D. is in essence free, and then this is the money on top of that. How long, and and so you're doing some uh, proctoring and so forth as a part of the gig too, right? Uh, No, actually, I was given a fellowship that is entirely research-based. Oh, okay, research, research. but you're doing work for the university, obviously. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. How long
3: does that last until you're...
0: How long does it take to get the Ph.D.? Uh, Four to six years. I'm really hoping to do it in four.
3: Whew.
0: I'm aiming at four for sure. So um you don't have a lot of wiggle room in living on thirty two thousand dollars. Not a lot of you don't have a lot of disposable income, income left over after food and rent, right? Is your rent free?
4: Um,
0: my rent is not free, however,
4: it is only four hundred and twenty dollars a month.
3: Thank goodness. That's
0: nice. Okay. So you got an unusually
4: low rent. That's very good. And that's and all- I will be I'm going to be living in a
0: commune, and we all pool money for food so we can buy in bulk. Okay. Wow. Cool. That's helpful, too. Okay. Good all for right. you. Well, I'm going to put as much as I can reasonably towards the student loan debt for the exact same reasons. The reason we're pausing is we expected this, what you were saying to have a higher income as if you had graduated, but now you're still working on the PhD, and it changes the conversation. But it's still, as quickly as you can get rid of the 55000 the faster you get rid of it, the faster you prosper. So back to Jade's point. This... To the Ramsey show. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended blinds.com for years, and I've used them myself. That's because with blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, shutters, and motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home and their team is always ready to help with everything from design consultation to measuring and installation. Plus, there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees. Everything is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee, and shipping is always free. See why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Visit Blinds.com to save up to 40% off everything site-wide. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well, paying off debt is smart. Investing is smart. Those are both on the offensive side of the money equation. On the defensive side, there would be this thing called insurance, protecting your finances. And, uh, hey, you got to have good offense and a good defense if you want to win. There's 10 kinds of insurance you might need based on what your life looks like, and we built a coverage tool called the Coverage Checkup. It's completely free, and it allows you to really quickly figure out what insurance you need, what insurance you don't need, what you need to upgrade, and it'll automatically connect you, if you ask it to, to the uh, Ramsey-trusted insurance providers. Ramseysolutions.com for the free checkup. Ramseysolutions.com slash checkup. Ramseysolutions.com slash checkup. Make sure your defense is in order. Nate is in Austin, Texas. Hi, Nate. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. I
2: appreciate it. Sure. What's up? So I'm trying to find out. I have about 12 years of trying to convince my wife to let me buy a uh, flip house. Finally convinced her after saving up about $50,000 to do so. And she didn't want to do it, but she made me promise I wouldn't uh, try to rent it out, that we would sell it at the end of it. After a three-month construction duration that was supposed to be this was this was back in November of 21. I bought it, and we're now a year and a half later. That three months has turned Ooh. into a year and a half. And finally, after three, three contractors, got the house finished and put it on the market in April. And it's been on the market for a little over 60 days now with uh, showing or two every other week or every week, and no offers or anything like that. I've dropped the price from 240 down to 217 and still not seeing much more movement
0: so, so this, this is, is harder than out. they say on TikTok, tock huh <laughs>
2: much harder with the residential contractors it's a different different
3: how much have you uh, lost no, all, all the
0: idiots on TikTok have to use residential contractors too yeah, yeah. agreed <laughs> yeah the, the, yeah this how oh, is easy i got 57 million dollars in 20 minutes and mm-hmm. a bunch of crap okay how much of your Gosh, butt, i'm have so you sorry lost? nate i've been right where you are and it ain't no fun so go ahead, I'm sorry. Say no, again, no, Jake. no.
3: I want to know how much he's lost.
0: No, he hadn't lost anything yet. Not he hadn't sold yet. it.
3: Not yet. He hadn't sold it. Correct. I still still have it and haven't sold it yet and
0: I'm um, Do you I've, have a mortgage on anyone. that property?
2: So I have a HELOC on my my personal property, my my own home, mm-hmm. and I've paid for paid cash for the rest of it. So I've got 157,000 in the HELOC that I owe and then the rest was paid in cash. Yeah. And I'm, I'm in it to, at 221 right now, so I'm estimating with realtor fees and closing costs, it'll be about 241 um, that I'll be all in.
0: But you're on the market for 217 Correct. So you're going to lose money?
2: Yeah. Definitely going to lose money for yeah. sure.
0: Okay. All right. And because you've, missed, you've messed your estimates up uh, and your contractor choices up, and so your construction cost was way above what you originally planned in your pro forma?
2: Well, no, my profile actually was uh, 227 was what I was estimating to get. Then the market went way up, and then it went way down. And well, it didn't go way down, but it's for some reason it's just not selling. The house, there's a house three three story or three houses down that's selling for 260, mm-hmm. and it's or it's on the market for 260, and it's 200 square feet less than
3: this one. So,
0: so why why hasn't yours? You, you should be giving yours away at 217. Why are people mm-hmm. not crawling all over it? The Austin uh, market's not that dead.
3: Is the work? Is the workmanship not good? Well, it's it's about an hour outside of Austin. It's not in
2: Austin. Um, if the house the down the street is
0: worth two sixty, and you have yours at two hundred square feet less on the mar, two hundred square feet more on the market for two seventeen, someone should have snapped yours up in a heartbeat.
2: I would have thought the same thing. My realtor said that the the comps when we were going through this was between 217 and 238 is what the comps were. Other realtors that have come through said it's a great price point at 225 and and now I've dropped it down even more. So I don't know why it's not selling, but I'm trying to figure out, if at this point, Do I, I've i got about $50,000 in cash that's not going to – in investments that are not going to have a penalty if I take it out. So I'm trying to figure out, do I pay down the HELOC and just uh, wait wait it out why Uh, the HELOC is
0: independent of this decision it's on your home you could sell this house Um, for ten dollars and you still got the HELOC well
2: I would pay I would uh yeah yeah, I'm just saying the interest rate. in your mind only are
0: they connected
3: well he's just trying to think I don't want to lose more money on interest having this loan sit around
0: I I know correct okay so the 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 All right, number one, you need to get um, jump online at Ramsey Solutions and get in touch with a Ramsey-trusted endorsed local provider real estate agent and have them come out and look at it because they're someone that's going to have at least three years of experience, and they will have moved hundreds of units, not tens of units, and they will be able to give you some insight, and you may want to change real estate agents again. Um, So first thing. Because the numbers you're giving me don't make sense. I agree. You, the, the, a house does not vary as much as it has in this conversation in value. Why,
3: why, have they given you any what you would call negative feedback as to why why there's the variance there or why it hasn't sold?
2: So she's still saying that we're, we're within the right range. Um, the only There isn't anything like the house looks good. There's no concerns about the house itself. Okay. The neighborhood is up and coming. There's a lot of new builds. The house that's 260 was a, a new build. Mine was a full oh, renovation. Um, so that's a little bit of a difference. But
0: yeah, they're not. not they, it's not a little bit of a difference. It's a completely different product. Mm-hmm. They're not comparables. You wouldn't okay. use a new build as a comp for an, a renovated old house. They're not comps. Well,
3: so it's, it's your a, it's earlier complete, comparison yeah. doesn't
0: even hold water.
2: Mm-hmm. So gotcha. bad,
0: bad analysis. Okay. So, yeah, I, I think you need to get some help and look at. Uh, uh, truly go to Ramsey solutions and check out Ramsey trusted person, have them look at it. This is what I would personally do. And then based on what they're telling me, I'm, I'm either going to change realtors and, or I'm going to drop the price. When you pay down the HELOC, you can do that in three months, four months, five months, if you need to, or you can sell this house. I'm going to, Keep lowering this house. I mean, if you got to drop it at 195 and get it gone, get it gone. Because here's the thing you have gone to the school of life and you are paying some stupid Uh tuition. Okay. You did not analyze or understand the marketplace for contractors. You do not know how to hire or manage contractors. You do not know how to run a pro forma on a flip because you didn't have any margin in your flip. Your flip needed to have another 25% margin that it had. You paid too much for this thing going in considering the amount of work you had to do to it because your, your, your margin after you sell it is not anything. You're not making oh. spit. If your contractors had worked well, it wouldn't make spit. And so you've got to go back through and do an autopsy on why this deal failed, where you failed in the process. Since you're going to pay forty or $50,000 for this lesson, learn the lesson in detail.
3: And the most painful lesson of all is his wife going to say, I told you so. I told you don't do this.
0: So you did not put proper valuation on the house. You underestimated the cost and you underestimated how hard it was to deal with contractors. And you underestimated the time it was going to take to flip it. And you underestimated that you were going to continue to be in a white hot market. That's three things I can tell right now. You didn't know the value you thought you did, you didn't know the heat of the market, and mm-hmm. you thought you did, and you don't know how to deal with contractors, and you thought you did, and you missed your estimates on your construction, sure. and you thought you did. Those four things combined are going to cost you thirty or $40,000 before you're done, if you're lucky, only that. But either way, sell the thing, get rid of it, dump. you can pay off the home equity loan then. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of how much of your cash you're going to lose. You're going to net one fifty, so your home equity loan's gone. It's just yeah. a matter of how much of your cash you're going to lose. Then the last piece of this is this. I used to do crap like you did. Only I did it to the tune of about $4 million worth, and it caused me to go bankrupt, Nate. That's why I got no patience for it, because I was exactly... Only I was successful at flipping them and making a profit, but I had a lot of short-term notes, and the banks called my notes. I was 28 years old, and it bankrupted me 30 years ago. So I've learned my lesson on doing flips with anything but cash, and I don't listen to people like Tic Tac people that are doing real estate seminars either i'm done with it so those are the things i learned the last one is this proverbs 31 says who can find a virtuous wife for the heart of her husband for she is she is more valuable than rubies for the heart of her husband safely trusts her and he will have no lack of gain i don't do crap like this when my wife doesn't feel good about it it costs me money every time i do Thank you for joining us, America. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. So let's talk flips for a second. All right. Since um, gymnastics, real estate gymnastics doing flips is a, a big deal. So I did my first flip in 1983.
3: The year before I was born.
0: So that would be 30 years ago right? Or 40 years ago? 40 Uh, 40 years ago. 40 years ago. ago. Yeah. The first flip I did, I was so stupid that I thought that everything that was a foreclosure was a good buy. That if it said foreclosure, that it must be cheap. Mm. I equated foreclosure with cheap, which sometimes is true.
3: I think most people do.
0: But I bought a, a HUD repo. They used to put them in the newspaper and you would bid on them. FHA ref, ref, FHA foreclosures HUD repo out of the news you had a newspaper as a bid process I turned in the bid I talked a banker into financing 100% of it because I had a real estate degree I was a real estate guy <laughs> I knew all about real estate and I was 23 years old so I was oh a freaking gosh. genius okay and so I bought this house. Um, I knew everything about the house before I bought it. I'd gone through it with a fine tooth comb. Okay. The, um, in those days they used, uh, we, we used, uh, uh, copper pipes Mm -hmm. for the water supply and the the house had been sitting empty. And so the copper pipes had frozen and split. And so it was pretty much a sprinkler system. Mm -hmm. underneath Mm -hmm. uh and you had to go through and redo the copper pipes and i knew how to do that because i'd done renovations work in high school working for my dad in the real estate business so i crawled around on my little back under there with a little torch and fixed all of spliced all these pipes fixed all the pipes uh put new carpet in it went in on the weekends and sharon and i repainted it okay and i kept all of my receipts for what i spent and paid myself zero labor okay that's how stupid i was and we put the house on the market and it sold in five weeks. So I'm a huge success. Net, net, net. When I got done, I added up what we had in it, what we paid for the closing cost, what we paid on the closing cost on the resale. Uh-huh. What actual, after every dollar is recorded, what actual net profit did I make? $842.
3: You're an overnight success.
0: I'm now game on.
3: Can't nobody tell I'm you that I'm obviously
0: nothing. good at this. Which means that I probably paid myself what a dollar an hour labor. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, I didn't get paid for the labor. The eight hundred and forty-two was with this free labor I had. I had slave labor. Me.
3: (laughs) Yeah. You and my wife.
0: And my wife. Yeah. So we're in there. So that was job one. Okay. Okay. The next one, I I bought, and I thought, well, I'm not buying houses in bad neighborhoods because I don't know anything about all that stuff. I'll get in trouble. But this guy called me up, and he had a house, and he sold it to me for $7,000. And I ran the what I thought was the estimate, and I had three contractors look at it and give us bids. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first contractor wanted a $1,500 deposit up front. Never saw him again. Right. Went to his trailer and knocked on the door in the trailer park trying to get my $1,500. wonder I, I didn't get shot. By the way, he had already left and gone to oh, Kalamazoo no. or wherever it is contractors go when they take your $1,500 because oh, no. you're an idiot and you give it to them up front. Moron. Yeah. And so then I started on the second contractor, the third contractor, the fourth contractor. And uh, when I finished with that property, it I had already done a whole bunch of other deals by then, mm-hmm. uh, like uh Sixty or eighty more deals. Oh my
3: gosh! Uh By the
0: time I finished that property, I ended up only losing fourteen thousand dollars on a house I paid seven thousand for four and a half years later.
3: Oh my gosh!
0: This is how dumb I am.
3: So if that wait, if
0: that second house had
3: been your first house,
0: I would have been out of business. Yeah, I would have been Nate.
3: Yeah, you would have been like, I'm never doing this again. My wife
0: would have been going, Yeah. Instead, I. Managed to delay the pain on that one. Meanwhile, doing a whole bunch of others, and I made a lot of money. Yeah, I made a lot of money. I ended up in my life. I have owned over two thousand pieces of real estate. I flipped real estate as my job for four years. By I was using ninety-day notes to fix them and flip them. I made and I started buying property at seventy cents on the dollar, minus repairs. Wow! So a hundred thousand-dollar property, I buy it for seventy minus the repairs. That mm-hmm. was the formula and that means I bought a lot of foreclosures, a lot of estates. I did some historic rehabs. Mm-hmm. We've done a bazillion deals. I can walk wow. around Nashville and say, I did that house, that house, that house, that house 30, 40 years later.
3: I want to take that tour.
0: And now uh, yeah, you don't want to be in that neighborhood probably, but um, okay, <laughs> some of those neighborhoods are now gentrified, but um, gotcha. Yeah, they've come back a long way from $7,000. Now it's 260 to live on that street, and it's a Great property, not really. Still in Dodge City. You shoot up and down the street. If it's Dodge City, I don't care whether it's gentrified or not. Mm. So anyway, the uh, you're killing me here, but yeah. So this is this is my real estate career. So when I get aggravated at the idiots on Tic Tac, it's because I was one of them. Yeah. Okay. I was doing the exact same stuff, and I can smell neophyte, beginner a mile away yeah. because I was, I was, tw- I was 23. I was going to get rich in real estate. I made $842 minus the cost of my labor. I lost $14,000. And then I went on to make money and make money. I started figuring it out that I had mm-hmm. to, you know, had to, I had to, I had to, I had to be tough with contractors. I had to get with good ones and I, and I had to have be tough on schedules. Mm-hmm. You had to be finished. Mm-hmm. And then you put the house on the market aggressively and you flip it. You don't keep it ever and uh you know not like her we're not in the rental business and then i then i ended up buying a bunch of property i buy packages of houses i buy 10 or 20 at once and they were rental portfolio Mm -hmm. and i I lost every bit of that when i went bankrupt in uh in in 1988 five years later i had now had four million dollars worth of real estate when we went in that's
3: a fast
0: bankruptcy that's
3: a whirlwind it was
0: i worked all the time And I was really, really good at doing deals.
3: But I'm saying to go from zero to hero or hero to zero.
0: And back. Zero to hero to zero. (laughs) That's a PhD in DUMB, is what that is. Yeah. And so, but uh, I got a lifetime of learning there, and it led me to have a bullcrap meter that is very sensitive to real estate people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, so, you, you know, when you guys start talking about real estate, real estate, real estate, real estate, because real estate's real hot, right? Right, now. it's a popular fad topic again. Everybody wants to do a real estate deal. Everybody wants to do a flip. Everybody wants to own a real estate. And your renters will pay your rent. Renters will pay the payment. You don't worry about it. it says people who've never had renters. That's mm-hmm. a dumb butt statement. Okay, let me tell you, let me teach you some words. Chapter 13, Mm. bankruptcy for I will pay you when by God I want to. Okay, and let me tell you what you can do with a tenant who's in a bankruptcy. Nothing. Wow. You have a stay on you, which is an injunction. A federal court has looked at you like a dog and said, stay. And as a creditor, if you even call your tenant, you can be held in contempt really? of court. Wow, you I didn't cannot know that. talk to them. You cannot do anything except everything they wish as far as repairs while they pay zero rent. Wow. Because you stay, dog. Stay. Yeah, you learn this when you've had a couple of them. So when renters are always they're going to pay the payment and it's a free house and I'm I you know, I, I have a jet airplane and you're just an idiot. <laughs> you're just an idiot on t- TikTok. That's what you are. It's unbelievable. Well, here's, so real real estate is great, but you there's a people factor with the contractors, there's a people factor with the renters. Mm-hmm. There's a people factor when I overestimate how what the, uh, how how much money I'm going to make. I underestimate the contractor, the time it's going to take to run it. I, I, I think it's going to sell faster than it is because mm-hmm. I'm always a glass half full guy. And right before that's when you get your freaking nose bloodied. Slow down people, pay cash for this stuff and run it like a business, not like a get rich quick scheme. It's your only hope of doing making money in real estate. That's, it is not a poor man's game.
3: I think that's the part that anybody can take away from this is it would be one thing Dave I feel like if you were sitting here going I tried that real estate thing and this is what happens and it was just like this negative story but then you go on and figure out the best way to do this the smarter way to do it the way that actually works and that's what you're teaching it's not like you're saying stay away from real estate never do it there's just a right and a wrong way to do it
0: I was 24 years old I had a million dollar net worth in 1984 and I made 250,000 dollars that year that's twenty thousand bucks a month mm. in nineteen eighty four. Okay? In nineteen eighty eight, my taxable income was six thousand dollars. Wow. All I did was sell property in bankruptcy. This is the Ramsey show.